then I'm going to just start it. Then we're just starting it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we started. Um, we started. We started. Yeah, we started. Um, so, hello. Welcome. And thank you guys for coming to do this. Andrew and Nick. My name is Adrian. Um, me and Andrew and Nick. Nick. Andrew. Are friends. <laughs> and uh, we just have uh, a couple of opinions on things. I decided to kind of put them out we have other friends in our group that are gonna say a couple of things as well but those will be in different times different podcasts perhaps and what happens but uh you guys want to introduce yourselves a little bit more than that um yeah let's go ahead and do that hey everybody my name is nicholas valero i am uh, a frequent podcaster i've been on a couple of podcasts as the waffle press uh, what was it? Also, Keeping Up With The Nerds. Uh, this is a really interesting podcast. Uh, a couple of buddies of ours wanted to really get into it and kind of, uh, we've been seeing a lot of podcasts going around and we, you know, we always talk about kind of like the most interesting things going around. And we just kind of wanted to do it on Twitch and just kind of get a good vibe for, you know, who's going on, what's, what's you know, what are we talking about? Uh, it may get a little out of control at some points just mainly my fault because i go on tangents all the time but uh we'll kind of get into random different topics and then we'll see how everything works out and hopefully this kind of takes off and we'll you know do more stuff add more people in you know swap out maybe i won't be here and other people will so, uh, give or take on that but uh we're gonna try and see if we can go around the entire globe of just topics you know, movies, you know, politics, stocks, you know, should we be buying stocks right now? I mean, with the pandemic, how the pandemic is going on, you know, we're going to try and see if we can hit every topic in the world possible. Um, so yeah, join us, you know, check it out. Uh, and we'll get started. Uh, Andrew, introduce yourself to the people. Uh, well, I don't know what you want me to say, man. I'm, I'm, I'm Andrew. Uh, I do D and D streams. We play D and D together. It's another thing we could always uh, reference back and forth across to each other. Uh, uh, just a heads up: these guys are psychopaths. Uh, only, I think, only a little bit. Uh, just a little, a little, a lot of it. You guys are fucking insane. But only it is four it's, it's right. out of five psychiatrists say that. Okay, so it's not even that big of a deal. <laughs> Honestly, actually, so I don't know why you keep bringing it up. Because <laughs> you guys need help. You, I, you guys need help. I agree to disagree. Okay, I agree to disagree. Respectfully, <laughs> respectfully decline that, to accept that. Respectfully decline. Uh, but it is, you know, it is what it is, right? So, what are we talking about today, guys? You know, what, what's happening? What's going on? What are we? What's well, new? As oh. I was, looking, as I was looking at the outline, uh, I do see that we have a couple of interesting topics. So, I just wanted to know where exactly you guys wanted to start. So, we can either start with the pandemic. We can start with statehood for a. Uh, what was it for a district or stocks and video games? What are you guys feeling? District of Columbia, statehood for, for DC, <laughs> yeah, 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 for the Douglas Commonwealth, yeah, for the for the District of Columbia. So, um, if anybody doesn't know, uh, the District of Columbia, which is where DC is, that's basically DC, uh, it's Washington, uh, which are Washington, DC, is not a state. It's also not governed and it's not appropriately uh, kind of given its representation. Like, also, very... fun fact, it's not in Washington. Learned that it... late in life. How? 
<laughs> but, honestly, though, it took a little, a little bit of time for me to learn that as well. It's bad. Um, it, it wasn't that late, you know. I was like thirteen months ago. It was like ago. I was like thirteen seconds ago. Thirteen seconds. No, I'm fine. Oh yeah, that's good. But but here's the here's the interesting part about the District of Columbia. <laughs> District of Columbia, it doesn't have representation inside the house. It also has to go through. Uh, it, it, it actually, so the District of Columbia does actually have representation in the House of Representatives. However, their representative is a non-voting member yes. um, of Congress. So, so hold on. So you're telling me that that's representation? It, it, they're not allowed to they, vote they are allowed own? to put bills onto the floor and they are allowed to uh, be on committee which is you know that is a form of you can argue in some ways that 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 is part of a representative's um representation of their of their constituency but in this person doesn't have the ability to actually vote so the teeth of of democracy really isn't afforded to the people of dc so what yeah. you're telling me is that they're like the younger brother who used to who your mom said hey let them play so you gave them a controller that's not plugged in. Exactly. Yeah, kind of. And then you were like, yeah, you're doing really good. You're doing really, Whoa, really good. Oh, you're doing great. Except your younger brother isn't stupid. And they know that they're not actually playing the game. Yeah. And, and they yeah. desperately want to play the game. <laughs> well, not only that, but also the, the, the most interesting part about that is the fact that, because um, DC is actually very liberal. It is a it's a very liberal city. Uh, they've wanted to uh, pass resolutions on you know marijuana. They've wanted to pass uh, what was it redistricting. They wanted to do a bunch of different stuff inside of DC. The only problem is that the House of Representatives actually doesn't allow them to do some things. They are very restricting on what happens inside of the District of Columbia, and also you know for like let's say I mean methadone. Methadone is a huge problem that's going on inside of DC. Uh, there was a bill that was going to pass pretty recently, maybe uh, six, seven months ago, about a needle exchange that the state, that the District of Columbia really vitally needed. And unfortunately, there were other House members that just declined it. And they basically said, like, oh, yeah, like, it didn't work in other states, so it's not going to work here. Whereas that is a lie. It's, it's worked all over the country. And uh, unfortunately, the District of Columbia doesn't get the things that it needs. So where it comes to like housing, where it comes to like the homeless population, where it comes to dealing with its methadone, like I just said, it can't really sink its teeth into these things because of the fact of it's relying on other conservative states and other people to basically say, yeah, you can go ahead and do this, but we're not going to let you. And that makes it really rough. It makes it really difficult. And if it were to become a state, that would definitely change. I mean, think? there are, of course, obstacles to that. Um, going back to, I think, after the first, I think after the first 13 colonies, all of the states were kind of added in pairs um, to fight as, as a, uh, and, and in pairs, they were added in sets of two. So one being a slave state, one being a free state, um, exactly. to to offset the or to keep the balance within the country that had kept um, America together and had you know fought for uh, independence against. Huh, I guess the lights decided to turn off the room. Fought for independence against the British. Um, yes. Uh, or. Well, the, well, the the other thing is so that way it wasn't exactly an odd number. So that way, if 
let's say a conservative state uh, or a conservative bill went through, there wasn't like an odd number where it was like, oh yeah, well, there's always going to be one extra conservative or one extra liberal in order to make just make sure votes pass and everything else. So that's why they've been trying to keep it even and everything like that, where if you are going to do this, I would definitely say that we should automatically, if we were going to do District of Columbia, then we should also do Puerto Rico at the same time. Those the issue, the your issue thing. is going to be that you're going to get two sets of four Democratic senators, and Repub that would throw off a Republican. You know, at I, least in the Republican eyes, that's completely untenable. Maybe one well, Republican senator from Puerto well, Rico. Here's the funny thing. So, uh, no matter what, the city is the the entire country is going more liberal. Uh, you can see that inside of the last election, where you had uh, Texas go Democratic, like it, almost going Democratic. You had Georgia go Democratic. You had just states that had never ever you could ever think of be Democratic, and one slave states uh, going for a liberal uh, what was it party? And I think that that's kind of like the general position of the actual country. You know, the more people vote and the more people actually like need these, you know, facilities and need these different things, that very much does kind of show that uh, the Republican Party is very much losing power where it comes to either we need to restructure or, you know, kind of redevelop our values and branch out to a younger market. Because unfortunately, younger, younger people don't dig with the Republican Party. Uh, they, they're not making enough money in order to you know reap any of the benefits for these tax cuts that they're talking about for people who are making x you know over you know a hundred thousand dollars uh they're they're just not benefiting from any resolution that really a republican has to go for yeah i mean it's it's voting against your own interests right what andrew what do you think when it comes down to young voters right and even Republican voters, uh, you know, I think it's fair to say that everyone here sits either very mid to left on our on our views. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I wouldn't say, you know, we go all the way left. You know, there's some of us who like to own guns and fire them here and believe that people should own them. But at the same time, I don't think anyone deserves to be owning a minigun. But that's a whole different topic. Yeah. I'm just, you know, but, but, you know, I'm just I'm just giving kind of our like point of view of where we are. Uh, and if I was right and i saw what was going on in that circus that was last year and the last four years of it would lose me you know it would lose me saying how is, is this okay to be seeing people ignoring these basic things that you know are going on and to be honest no side is perfect both sides are fucking gross and it's picking the lesser of evil, and I think that's horrible. That that's how we have to live in our political climate of saying, okay, well, who's less crazy, or who's less radical, or who's going to be less likely to send us into a war? We've been in a war since what, two thousand and one, fighting in fucking Afghanistan. Mm, Leaving yeah. now, but yeah, you know yeah, we've been. I mean? This is the longest war on record in United States history. Yes, it's almost about 20. It's it's just about 20 years. Like that whole prospect of all of that. And it, it makes sense that they would be losing steam towards their their sides and why they're getting more radical. I think both sides are very radical. I think both sides are stupid. I think woke culture is fucking gross. Uh, and I think it on both ends, 
there are horrible things that could make people flip and it's going to cause a lot of turmoil and turmoil and kind of divide and that's not what we need right now i think we need to be working together to try to make things better uh okay. you know even this like the fucking arguments that are going around uh from the republican side about how biden rescinded uh trump's uh was it le- uh, limitation price on uh, insulin like you guys know about that right i, I didn't hear about that I- no, I didn't. Was, go, go it, was, it was one of the one of the laws that he passed that said that they were going to limit how much these people get charged for insulin. Right. Right. Which I think is a great idea. I think it's a good idea. And it came back to an argument of saying, well, Biden stopped it. Now people are going to be charging for seven hundred and fifty dollars. Why is the U.S. government in general allowing insulin to go up to seven hundred and fifty dollars where everywhere else in the world it's thirty to forty dollars, fifty dollars, hundred dollars, reasonable amount of money. For medication that need that people need to be kept alive, it's, this is not a de- democratic or a republican issue. It's a fucking big pharma issue. Well, that's the that, that's the crazy thing about politics is that there's so much shaking of hands and there's so much of this like, oh yeah, I'm going to, uh, I give you a million dollars for your campaign, and then further down the road, you repeal some type of law that's going to help my company. That's that, that's basically how it works. I mean, I know that there was a couple of, uh, I think there was like a Tennessee senator. In his first year in uh, Congress, he said it was weird on the fact that I spent more time inside of the donation booths and the donation centers to make co- phone calls to my constituents than I actually did on the House or talking to other senators to actually pass bills. Uh, unfortunately, senators are more uh, concerned nowadays with just keeping their seat there and, and they, they don't want to, you know, step, step still over, you know, party lines. They don't want to do anything else. They want to make sure that, you know, they're trying to please everybody, but pleasing no one at the same time. And really it, it is a huge downfall of the American poli- political system because we have allowed ourselves to fall into this. If I'm going to be endorsed that I need to, uh, I need to basically give, uh, retribution back uh, and the only problem is that how exactly do you get around that because with all of the things that are going around going on in the country and everything else you need big money you need these investors to kind of back you in order to win a campaign you know but it shouldn't have to be that way I, we've diverged a little bit from i think our original topic but i, I feel oh, my bad sorry it, it, no it's fine oh, but it, it shouldn't it shouldn't the the what, what was it the one that allowed super PACs the 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 Supreme Court decision that allowed super PACs was right. one of the worst decisions that that for democracy that was I think ever made from the Supreme was Court that, was Even that from Bill Clinton or, or uh, JFK I yeah. honestly couldn't tell that. you all right uh, I can it, tell I'll, you I'll, I'll look it up as you talk is that it it allowed money or corporations to participate in the lobbying process and it allowed them to to it gave them the rights as a citizen it gave them the rights of speech and so with their giant dollars huge billion multi-billion dollar international corporations can just hand over fist outspend anything apple can spend more money than 
any of us listening to this podcast now or probably within the next couple of months combined will ever make in our lives. And they'll spend that in a quarter. The system shouldn't allow for that. A company is comprised of people and people are citizens. Why does the citizen CEO of Apple get one vote as a citizen and get another vote through his company? How is that fairness? You no, shouldn't it, allow it, money to vote. Money isn't it, people. It is, in which, honestly, it's really interesting because when you actually look back at the history of the United States, uh, originally it was actually frowned upon to outwardly campaign, uh, to actually go out to the people, uh, make ads or do anything like that, you know, take newspaper ads or anything else, and essentially say, vote for me. You know, I'm the right candidate and everything else, you know, traveling the country, doing everything like that, that didn't really become big until the late 1800s. And it, it was interesting because the way that it actually became you know, like a major thing was because uh, a candidate just started kind of doing a town hall meeting at, uh, at his house. He just started having people come together and then he would just you know talk about what he wanted to do. And that's kind of how the date, like our mainstream campaigning kind of came about. But when it comes to you know all of these other things, you, this all goes into whether or not you should make Puerto Rico and also DC a state. Because this leads into this whole thing about whether or not for whether or not we should put these states in. Because if you have a political idea or a political idealisms that will eventually become uh, mainstream or anything else, Puerto Rico would definitely vote, you know, liberal. They would definitely go democratic. Honestly, I think that they should go independent. I think it should be one of the first states to actually go independent because mainly they've been, you know, kind of buttfucked by the United States government for so many goddamn years, you know? And honestly, I think DC should be able to be given all of the rights, all of the uh, things that are constituted by a state. It's unfair that they, that these people who live in our nation's capital and people who live in places like Puerto Rico aren't given the same rights. They, 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 have you, have, have either of you been to DC? No. I didn't even know what's where it was, bro. So if you so I've been to, <laughs> okay, I know it's in DC West Virginia, twice. right? Yeah, 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 I've been to DC twice, and in DC, it looks awesome. It's such a cool, cool place. You you have all of like the, the monuments, and you have like you know it, it really does feel like this place of democracy, and you can really feel like the power kind of going around. The only problem is that if you go away from where all the monuments are, and like where basically all of these like embassies the you everything else it's kind of a shithole unfortunately it, it the entire city's run down there there's a home homeless people are, are are the homeless pandemic is kind of like all over the place no one's caring for these people and the government and the actual political system in dc is trying to take care of it they're trying to help people but the congress isn't letting them no, no one's allowing them to do anything to help these people. And it's really sad to kind of see that inside of our nation's capital. The fact that they can't get the same resource. You know, I got my uh, my buddy Anthony in the chat saying that he'd vote for you for president. Oh, thank you. I, I who was it? Let me, uh, I, I just got to find a nice, uh, a nice uh, gentleman and we can, we can get married and we can be first gentlemen together. It'd be great. <laughs> really, really shake up the world. Really, really shake, shake up the world. Up good. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> first Hispanic and the first openly gay president. I, I wish I was openly gay. No, no, I'm straight, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> I wish I was openly gay, but unfortunately I'm still straight. <laughs> unfortunately I'm straight, yeah. I would, I would probably have found love with We all know life is easier for <laughs> Oh, yeah, totally. Absolutely easier for Oh, yeah. yeah. Doesn't your brother, like, full tail all the time? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can talk to somebody for five minutes and go like, "I got their number." We didn't even see this changing. It's like right here. Yeah. So if you're <laughs> gonna give it to DC and you're gonna give it to Puerto Rico, what about Guam? What about the Virgin Islands? Does no, everyone get representation? No, they don't matter. Honestly, <laughs> all of our, all of these. Okay. Uh, what was it? All of these. But here's the thing, though. All of these territories, we've already established the fact that we are going to protect you. We've already kind of established, yes, this is our responsibility. We govern over you. Technically, if you're born in these in these territories, you are technically considered an American citizen. Not technically. You are. You absolutely are. I'm sorry, I misspoke. But you, you are American citizens. If that's the case, then they should get every portion of what it means to be an american citizen that means all of the representation all of the uh financial benefits all everything now um i when i was reading territory state earlier i could only see that for the only argument that i could see to be made against being a state is that um or puerto rico being a state because i i fully completely agree that dc needs to be a state it should be a state that people pay taxes they pay right. the all-too-important federal tax, which Absolutely. which no one else pays. Puerto, uh, Puerto Rico doesn't pay. None of our other territories pay. The Virgin Islands don't pay. Guam doesn't pay it. D.C. pays right. a federal tax, income tax. Right. And yet they do not have federal representation. Exactly. So an argument could be made to why Puerto Rico doesn't have it, for why Guam doesn't have it, why the Virgin Islands don't have it. But for D.C., it, it truly is um, unjustifiable to, to deny so many citizens the right that this country was founded on. Um, no, abs- absolutely, and I and that and that's what I mean. I, I mean, honestly, the the fact that when Puerto Rico got hit by its hurricanes, uh, yeah, and exactly. an entire and you know an entire territory that we have promised that we would defend, that we would take care of you, that we would make sure that you have everything that you need uh, as american citizens and everything else these people deserve to have proper representation they deserve because we just pass laws and these territories are just like all right i guess we have to deal with it like we didn't we didn't get a really say on what the hell happened or anything like that and that and that sucks that really does suck where it's you know how would you feel if somebody was just passing laws and they didn't and you had absolutely no representation that is why we made this country so that way we didn't have dictatorships go just going around saying i'm going to go ahead and do this and you have no say in it we're gonna tax the hell out of you we're gonna go ahead and make sure that you guys can't smoke weed in this in, in here it's illegal but we're not gonna give you any benefits you can't vote on it you can't do anything like that and you can't change anything but that you can pay taxes but you can pay taxes for it that makes no sense. That's exactly the whole reason we made this country. That's the whole reason why the Founding Fathers and, P- and the Revolutionary War started, because people got pissed. And unfortunately, until people get pissed, 
no one's gonna take them seriously. Would you, if if all the territories would agree to pay the federal income tax, right? Would you be open to allowing them? Because if you allow one, then you should allow all, right? So yeah. stipulating that you are a a ter a U.S. territory, b you agree that to add to your charter or whatever to your state constitution, your new state constitution, that your yeah. citizens will be obligated to pay the federal income tax and that is oh. your agreement to you make that agreement to congress then i i don't see why not i don't see why you shouldn't add them they pay taxes they are american citizens we should we should treat them like they're american citizens and honestly uh, i i don't I, I don't see any reason why these territories would say no and i don't think they'd say no either um i think that again it, it comes down to politics because I feel like the Republicans will get a bad shake out of this deal. Definitely, there's probably going to be more Democratic representatives that come out of this deal than Republican ones. But there are definitely going to be Republican representatives. Guam is uh, very conservative; it's a very Republican state. Um, uh, um, the Virgin Islands are also quite conservative. Um, it is. So there is a good chance that this isn't just a flat. Democrats sweep all kind of situation. And again, this is campaigning. I've never known a Republican to not campaign in an area. Why don't you just want to campaign in these islands? They like to vacation there anyways, right? Right. So it's true. You can campaign here too. It's a new it's a new area to, to try for. I don't understand why you wouldn't want the opportunity to have to, to one increase your tax revenue for the country. And two, um, to to add more power to your party, right? That's that's the goal in politics. Because it's... Republican states take more than they pay into it. This is true. <laughs> uh, you're, yeah, I mean, you're, you're, not, not, you're not wrong. You're not California and Texas are the top put people that put in, you know, top ten, and right. even Texas is still not putting in as much as California. You know, so so they're taking money. You know, they're they're going over here. They're they're all Alabama, Louisiana, Texas. Uh, sorry, not Texas. Uh, Georgia and Florida all putting in less than what they're taking from federal money giveaways, and it's not convenient for them to but, to put in more money or to take in more money or to even consider the possibility of losing. So that then they're forced to put in. You know, you know, and honestly, like. How about how about uh how about this? Instead of making them states, because you know, oh, it makes them nervous. Uh, why don't they get absorbed by the nearest state to them? That, Puerto that Rico and Virgin Islands become Florida. There's, there is this... Guam can become was it? It's on the on the west coast, right? California. Yeah. It becomes New California. There becomes California V two. The there there are issues with that. Though. Because those territories have been so, they have a lot of like, like, they have a lot of pride in those areas, and just to kind of go like, hey, all of your, you know, all of your history and everything like that, you're no longer Guam. You're now yeah, but in America, they don't care about your history anyways, because you're all terrorists anyways from coming or rapists or you know like criminals coming from where you're coming from, like right. Well, here's the problem though, is that not everybody feels that way. 
And I don't feel that way. And honestly, I disgusted on the fact that that was even a point in the last two elections. In the last two elections, the, the amount of talk of nationalism and just how much better we are than everybody else that tries to come here. That was, that's the entire point of this country. The entire point of this country was to make sure that, you know, we were the, we were the land of the free home of the brave, you know, we didn't cower behind, you know, nationalism and how better we are, were than everybody else. We made sure that we didn't beat our chest and we made actions. We fought for people and their dignity, not for ourselves, and that's sad that that the country has kind of turned this way. We are a scared nation. We are such a scared nation. And we need to get out of it. We really need to talk about the, just the amount of nationalism that's in this country. It needs to be dealt with. Because honestly, I'm not worried about the, uh, the, the terrorists across the sea. I'm worried about the terrorists that are, in our, that are already in our borders. The, the white pride terrorist groups that are just going around and going oh well i already have an m16 in my house because it's illegal it's legal inside the united states or in my in my county to have one i'm going to go to a mosque and decide to shoot up the place just so that way i can get my point across that isn't right that's you're a terrorist when you try to use fear to change things and unfortunately buddy it's not going to change. <laughs> no matter how much you try, no matter how much you do, this country is always going to be a country of immigrants. Because you know what? No matter what, even though you're white, you're an immigrant too. And you should really get used to it. Yeah. 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 You know, you can't, you can't argue with well, you can. I, I'm pretty sure you could definitely find a way to argue with this. Oh, absolutely. And... There's plenty of things in there you can argue with, but the gist oh, of yeah. it that there is an un, there's a, a white supremacy issue in this country. Um, uh, people like to call it white people supremacy. People might argue uh, there's um, a colored people issue in the country. Yeah, some well, might. Some might call well, it that... white supremacism. Other people will call it terrorism. It it is nationalist terrorism. It's kind of what happened in Germany before World War Two and. And it's... honestly, you could argue that us not allowing these territories is this form of racism. Because, I mean, if you go to D.C. State is predominantly African-American. There is a high African-American population inside of D.C. State. I mean, inside of the territory of D.C., not D.C. State. There's a lot of white people in D.C. State. Uh, <laughs> very liberal. Very, <laughs> they're cool people. Very weird. Uh, they love it that way. But inside of uh, inside the DC, the territory, there is this thing of people are. Uh, I don't know if we want to, if people want to allow it, because there is such a high population of African American people, and with them not having representation, you, you know, you're disenfranchising them. They're not having a right to vote. That it definitely plays a part in. I think the opponency to DC statehood is definitely that the area is probably a large metropolitan center which tend to be liberal and two that most of the people in that area are predominantly black or brown that's probably a a huge um red flag for uh republican strategists but, and of course that's politics and they can talk about politics but it, it's it's just it's not about it shouldn't be about politics it's about what's right 
No, it is. And it's kind of like the same thing as going like redistricting is okay. Like, is anybody ever, yeah. if, you're, if anybody's ever seen a district line, it's confusing as hell. Oh, yeah. It's, like, it puts votes into the side you want it in. And exactly. It's so weird. Anybody who. They have a nice it, word for it gerrymandering. It is. It's very much gerrymandering. Anybody who is listening right now, go to which I go online and look up your district, uh, your district lines. They're confusing. It's not like they're straight lines just going, okay, cool. This is this district. This is this district. You'll have like weird, like symbols. I, I think there was so, a boot. There was a boot once inside so, of Tennessee where it's like, what the hell? So there are on. rules to, to drawing district lines across the country. Every state has different rules, but generally. The districts have to have the same amount of people within them, and they their their rules are set up in such a way that you can't divide communities without reason. You can you can't divide them on racial lines. You can't divide them on religious lines. You can't divide them to help benefit a party or one or another. But you can draw the line in whatever way you need to to make sure that you have equal districts. Now, of course, you can have two squares over a city. Right, but that the, the reality is that people don't live equally through a, a geographic location, right? They're condensed in certain locations. So, if you were to take, for instance, the capital city of Rhode Island, you would probably capture the king share of the population just from that section. Um, Rhode Island is kind of a bad example because it doesn't have that many people. But let's take Los Angeles. You put you have what thirty one million people thirty million people in Los Angeles. Well, it's like one fifth of the state's budget comes here. Um, does, how does that work out then? Uh, you pick where the brown people are and you let them shoot themselves. No, all you south have south of the freeway and an then independent kind of like you like uh, you know you let them do what they got to do. I but... disagree. You have an independent commission, like they do in California, to have it. Oh, drawn oh wait, fairly. my bad. I thought we were. I thought we were talking about how they they want to do it, not how it, it is. Oh no, yes, definitely, probably. I, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. L.A. does have a history of doing that. I mean, look at uh, just look at uh, Skid Row. It, it actually, it, 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 it's it's a it's a mess uh, right now. Downtown L.A. is having a huge, you know, uh, overflow of the homeless population. Uh, Skid Row at a certain point in the 80s was just, if you have somebody who is on drugs or is homeless, put them on Skid Row and we'll deal with them later. And then they just kept doing that and they kept on isolating everybody into that area. And eventually it became what is now known Skid Row. Um, and it, yeah. it, it very much has kind of destroyed the city. It, it's a slow, it was just kind of like a slow disease of we're not going to actually deal with the issues. We're not going to deal and put like, you know, methadone clinics. We're not going to deal and put homeless centers over in that area. We're not going to try and put psychologists inside of the, in, in, in that area so that we, these people can, you know, get jobs or do anything like that. No, no, no. We're just going to put them in this corner of the city and then barricade it off from the rest of everybody else. And then eventually they'll either die out or kind of barricaded off. What do you mean barricaded off? It's a street so, in the city like every other place. No, so they're so not actually, allowed to camp out outside of the road. Yeah, so if you actually go past a certain area and a person a specific street, uh, past I think it's uh, right next to Skid Row, uh, the police will actually ask you and move you back to Skid Row. So for a long time, it was kind of barricaded. Not only that, but also the police wouldn't go to Skid Row. They would patrol outside of those areas, making sure that people were 
isolated into Skid Row. And like a small quarantine. Yeah, it, very much like a small quarantine, unfortunately. And yeah, that's how uh, that's how Los Angeles kind of dealt with the homeless and uh, which are, and drug problem all the way up into the eighties to today. It's terrible. I mean, you know it's bad when there's a hotel called the Cecil Hotel inside of uh, in downtown LA that is in the middle of Skid Row. And Richard Ramirez, the, 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 the night stalker, would go there covered in blood. And no one reported Richard. Yes, and he would, frequent the, he would frequent the hotel after murders, covered in blood, and he would do this for months. He did this for months. This was like a known place where Richard Ramirez lived. And people saw him covered in blood walking around Skid Row and nobody asked any questions because, and nobody called the police, nobody did anything like that because you know why? That's another day in Skid Row. And that's insane. The only way people could have, could have lived if there wasn't a place like that in Skid Row for just people to like, you know, just squat or, you know, live. You can go there and literally in, this, in the 80s, you could have just paid, you could have paid for a hotel room for like 10 bucks. For an entire night. Or, no, actually, I think it was like a weekend. So your argument is that Skid Row wouldn't be Skid Row if representation of lines was better? Yeah, well, not only... Or that if people just cared about the homeless population. It, what because I'm homeless from like, across the nation comes to California because it's pleasant weather. Easier to live outside without a home. And what I'm, and my, what I'm, what I'm saying is, is that these district lines and the this amount of political strife that we're kind of in right now is our own it, it is the country's own kind of like disease that we kind of sewed upon ourselves we didn't deal with issues we just districted them away so that way there was somebody else's problem and we skid road them or their voice is yeah. so small that they aren't a problem exactly we made a district so Unso unconsequential, where it's like where it now goes. Okay, they are not a problem anymore. They their vote they can still vote. They still have representation, but their vote doesn't go as far as everybody else's. They're, they they don't have as many voices that are going to speak out against what's going on. Whereas Beverly Hills or anything else, they have massive district. Their districts are huge. They're all over the place. Like just looking at the district lines right now, they're crazy. Like, if, if anybody wants to go for it, go for the Los Angeles or California district lines. They're insane. They look like a kid with a crayon drew them. And he didn't know how to draw straight. They're all over the place. How, how would you propose that they are done differently? Then? Because, at least in California, California has a nonpartisan independent commission that does the district lines here. And to my understanding, it's done here in a way where all the people in the state are split and the lines are drawn in such a way to capture an that every district has roughly the same amount of people in it. Some could be big, some can be small. That's because, like we had said previously, metropolitan centers tend to have a lot of people in them. You, you just, one person represented Los Angeles, there would be 20 representatives out of LA and or 30 representatives out of LA. But that's but but California isn't is the outlier, not the standard. 
California yeah. is one of those states that actually does have, we're going to try and see if we, we're going to try and capture both parties inside of an area, or we're going to try and capture most multiple, you know, wealth or income inside of an area. Whereas in other states, they don't have that luxury. They, there's districting uh, rules and regulations that are all over the place. That, and unfortunately, that goes for not only redistricting, but for voting rights, for anything else. Rules across the states, because we are states and we are mildly independent upon this, the federal government, who just kind of tells us like main, basically main goals. Uh, you know, federally, this is illegal. Federally, this is approved. Everything like that. But in the states, they make their own laws. They make their own districting laws. They make their own, they make everything else. They make their own voting rights. There isn't a standard that goes across the country that says you have to do this. There is a you minimum have... standard. There's a the minimum min standard can be interpreted in different ways. It, it, again, exactly. it's that they, the districts have to be an equal amount of people and you can't divide it based on political lines. But but you can still but the thing is that you can argue a different way and still exactly. split them down the party line exactly. and you can still make sure all of these conservative voters are in this district and all the democratic voters are in this district you can so th there are still there are still problems absolutely there, absolutely and unfortunately unless you are to kind of like do an entire overhaul because honestly there's a lot of systems inside of the country that just need total overhauls yeah. Don't even get me started in the public school systems. <laughs> Anybody that's ever worked at a school or ever been to an elementary school knows what I'm talking about. But you, we have to figure out how exactly to overarch and kind of get that and kind of put a standard across the country saying, this is how a district line is made. This is how exactly you are supposed to be showing your representation. And this is how you do it. Because unfortunately, the people that get voted in are then allowed to make their districts. So that way they can then keep their seats. And that isn't right. Yeah, of course not. Now, the, the one thing that I wonder is, could, it, could this be stopped by an act of Congress? Could Or is voting something that is strictly the responsibility of the states so the, because the federal government imposed the right the justice and voting act or something right that yeah. that stopped the southern states from disenfranchising black mm -hmm. voters um during the jim crow and after the jim crow era and was subsequently uh repealed by the supreme court because they had found that racism was no longer a thing in america mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and so it went away and they were allowed to redraw those lines however they chose to without having to have them approved by congress first um going through this conversation just the various points it just it really lays bare how much our country really a rework um and just to revisit a lot of these things i just i don't think any of these things are gonna move very anytime soon just because the no. republic republican party is for some reason still a minority but can still control us in in what we do and, and how we want to live even when they're not in power um through the various systems that they set up when they were in power um so I, I don't know how, how you really overcome this except 
by playing wanna... their game, but Democrats won't play their game. Well, you know, you know how you know how you can change it. Younger voters need to go out. They need to vote. Uh, just because something doesn't automatically affect you doesn't mean that it's not going to affect you sometime down the road. Not only that, but also we need new blood inside of these systems. So if you have ever had political aspirations or just not even, if you just want to go out and do something that's right and kind of go like, this is broken. This is a system that's broken and I want to go and fix it. Go out, run for an office, try and change it. Because honestly, if you are always going, if you're always complaining that the country doesn't do this, why is it that these old people are, uh, or these, these, you know, these people are, that have been in Congress for X amount of years have control, that's your fault. You've allowed them to do this by not standing up to them and by not running against them, by not saying, you know what, their, which are, they, their mentality is out of the window. We need a different mentality inside of this office. So run. Honestly, you need more people and younger, and younger people to, to run. Yeah. And so you I'm, convince I'm, people to vote that voting matters, but they've done exactly. such a good job at convincing people that it doesn't, that nothing and changes. And unfortunately, it doesn't change because you don't vote. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a it's a it's a lie that becomes true because it's it's a self fulfilling yeah self fulfilling lie. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's the that's the cusp of the problem in America is that we have what. How many million, hundred million people, but nearly five hundred million people inside of the inside of the country, yeah. and I think what two hundred million of them, uh, almost three hundred million of them voted in the last election, and unfortunately, that was one of the highest voter turnouts in American history. Mm-hmm. How crazy is that? In almost two hundred years, three hundred million people voting out of four hundred, four to five hundred million people. And that's the highest that voter turnout has actually been. And that's because people were getting other people and getting them into the voting booths and saying, hey, you don't have a ride to the voting booth. I'm going to take you to the voting booth so that way you can go vote. You know, in, in Georgia, they had buses going to actual uh, that were going to elderly homes and picking up 40, 50 people and shipping them off to the voting booth because a lot of these elderly people didn't get voter they didn't get vote by mail then uh, nobody else can take them and so eventually they just stopped voting and that's insane yeah you know what to touch back on uh, the original topic of it man like uh whether they should become states or not i think we should no at this point save them from all this bullshit just keep paying the government taxes and then you don't have to deal with any of this you know what? But I have to disagree. I think make them, which I'll make them there. Get some fresh blood. Get some different ideas inside of the conversation. Because I imagine that Guam, DC, and also Puerto Rico are are going to put vastly different ideas inside of our political uh, inside of our political climate than the ones that we already have and established. But is that going to cause more? It's going to cause more problems if anything. More fear here in the group of people that is already feeling like their identity is being taken from already acting in erratic and terroristic ways yeah like how are you supposed to get rid of your your uh your pelosi's your mcconnell's your people who've been in there for 50 plus years when they're they're nice and sanctioned and they have pretty fat wallets and you know let's be let's be honest mcconnell will die in his seat 
calm down. First of no, all, no, 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 no. Second I'm, of all, I'm, you're right. No, no, no you're right. I'm not. I, I'm not saying like, oh yeah, he's Hopefully gonna not. do anything like that. But I, what I'm saying is that he will e- eventually either have to retire, or he'll pass away in his seat, look, and look. then the seat will become open. Boys, I don't know what we're talking about. This we both know that Trump is gonna endorse one of his sons or himself in 2024. It's gonna split the party right down the fucking middle. They're going to go like, oh, God, not again. And that's it. It's going to just be a clean sweep. It'll be the, it'll be a Trump party. It'll be the Republicans. And it'll be the Republicans who Trump's person won't get elected. won't get nominated. And the Republicans will just be like, mm, we're not going to vote now. Never, I would never. You think they, do you think that they that just go back under Trump again? I would never say that there is a guarantee. Because no, you it's know not. Why? Nothing because... is guaranteed. But here's the reason why I say that you would go under Trump right now, because I think that they right now, Trumpism has become such a political statement inside the Republican Party that Republican senators are afraid to even step out of line of Trumpism. They're afraid to kind of step out of party lines and say, this is wrong. What happened was wrong. January 6th was wrong. And this is someone else's fault because they know if they go against Trump, they're losing uh, at least half of their votes. So unfortunately, it's not a guarantee. I think that if if you're able-bodied and you're willing to vote, go vote. If you can't vote, get a voter by mail. They're legal and there's nothing wrong with them. People have been voting by mail for since the founding of this co- of this country it's insane the idea of saying oh yeah they're in some way somehow they are you know they're they're forgeries and you know it leads to you know cruel intent it doesn't it's voting by mail there's so many different ways that you make sure that the voters are correct and everything else they, there's signatures all over it it's sealed stop being an idiot you're at let, this the point, people vote. let the people vote and the thing is, is that they're going to try every little tiny thing possible to make sure that you can't. It's just like inside of what state, I, I know there was a state that recently did it, that literally made a, uh, a uh, it was a state legislation that made it harder for African-American Georgia. people to vote. Was it Georgia? It was Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, George, and it, it, it's so telling. It's so telling when they were signing the, the actual bill the governor was signing the bill over with six other white dudes surround old white dudes surrounding him while sitting underneath a portrait of a slave plantation. If I've ever seen Ooh, some direct imagery, that is some <laughs> spicy imagery. Not only that, but also then when a Georgia Congress, which one, when a Georgia representative went to the governor's home, governor's mansion, to then witness the bill being signed, was then arrested. Wow, this is that. that's that's some insane stuff. Automatically, that's insane stuff, and that automatically should show you that there's problems. That that government, that that state legislature, and that state government has problems that need to be fixed. And unfortunately, it's not going to get fixed unless younger people, um, uh, more African-American voters to come out and vote, younger people to actually run for office, taking over these older positions of people that they don't agree with and they don't like. Fight for it. Go out, 
sh- and share your voice because that's what's yeah. important. Because you're you're never gonna you're never gonna. It, it was so in in this past year, and I know we'll probably talk about it more, but it it was one we had a pandemic, right? And then we had the the social reckoning of the American soul when we uh, watched George Floyd die. Oh. And all the protests that came out after that were so deeply Troubling. inspiring. They were inspiring to me because the, the peaceful portions of the protest, when the protests got violent, it it really just it was it was not even sad. It was like depressing because people that were being harmed were the people in the community that had Derek Chauvin was no part of stakeholder in any of the shops that were attacked these companies are now knowing that they are subject to this stuff are going to leave these areas deprive these areas of all the economic opportunity that comes with big companies being in the location all the damage that was done is going to have to be paid out through insurances which is going to increase due to the again increased risk of this happening again because it's happened once now it they got themselves twice in both feet by by looting when the only thing that they could have done was register to vote and i swear to god i would have been the guy out there with a 15 foot full on my back and says saying writing doesn't solve any if you want to fix it register to vote come get a form because that's the only thing that'll fix it have to vote have to vote the thing is that I, I have to say the looters and the rioters were a minority. Absolutely. They were not a majority of the people that were there. And in most cases, they weren't even protesters. They were opportunists who were t- using the protests as cover. Yeah, there were, they were people who, you know, they saw, they saw a crazy moment and decided to cause a little chaos. Look, man, moments like those only come once once every 20 something years last time was rodney king yes yeah Rod, rodney king was bad that was that, that, that was that was, bad. that was you know downtown la just totally burned to the ground not to it, say uh, that that george the george floyd protest was not bad they were bad but rodney king the national guard came yeah uh I, the the Their only thing that city was on fire but the thing is that what's telling going back to this whole uh culture kind of thing and going back to this just kind of disproportionate uh aspect of both white uh, of caucasian people and african-american people is all you need to do is look at and, and i know it's it's a different president it's a different you know legislation that was in in office and everything like that but unfortunately it does show a different form of restraint the fact that if in Georgia and all these other places where there was rioting and there was anything like that, a lot of it was kind of in a lot of the, the violence was started by the police. There was a lot of pe- peaceful people that were there. They were doing a sit down protest. They were doing social di- uh, disobedience, which is legal in the United States. Still, you can still do civil disobedience as long as it's not destructive. That's the entire reason why uh, Martin Luther King said, don't get violent. Because we can do our message, because people will understand our message more if we're not violent and they're violent towards us. Because they'll see how 
they'll see the, the disproportion and how unjust this truly is. But you can really see it compared to the George Floyd protests all the way going up to January 6th, where if that would have been a crowd of African-American people going up for Black Lives Matter, going up to the, to the steps of the Capitol, they, not only would the National Guard would have been called, but also people would have gotten shot. The, the death toll would have been way higher. Uh, you would you would have seen bloody corpses on the on the White House on the Capitol steps, because that is the difference between an African American protest about somebody being inappropriately killed and lies about an election that was fraudulent, and the fact that you know some people just let them in. Some Capitol police just said, "Yeah, come on in and destroy the fucking place." The moment that they started spreading shit all over the walls of the Capitol really shows you how much they respect the country. Yeah. Those are patriots, Nick. What are you talking about? They're not patriots. Those people are terrorists, and they deserve to go to jail. And honestly, they, de- they-, they deserve to go to jail for life because you're an idiot. Because the moment you went onto a federal building, I... honestly... You deserved it. I personally have spicier opinion on that matter. I, I, I'm I, sorry, but I do believe that all those people should have been charged with terrorism. Treason. You have to be uh, you have to have a, pledged your loyalty to the Constitution to be treasonous to it. Um, typically citizens don't have to. If you're a government official that was in their absolute But they're patriots, treason. Adrian. They're patriots. Yeah. But they're the, the blood of America. No, but here's the thing: though. treat them like true treasons that they right. are. Yeah, Pop but here's the thing: them and give it to them, and have them go sit down. But, but here's the thing, though, Adrian, is that there were people who were holding public office. There were congressmen. Yeah, were yeah those people should be charged with treason, which I remind you is punishable by death. I mean, we haven't really done a treason thing in a while, right? Uh, it's at no, a nice we example. haven't done a treason. I don't think since. Um... I don't think we've done a treason since the those two brothers sold uh, nukes to the Russians. I mean, they always do a Benedict Arnold and go to uh, go to England and just kind of die in shame. Yeah, I think they just hung him. Um, Benedict Arnold? No, the two brothers that sold the nukes to the Russians. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Benedict Arnold just died in shame and was sad. That's how you did in the olden times. Yeah, but George Washington was railing his wife, so. No, he wasn't. George Washington wasn't nailing his wife. Who wasn't George Washington nailing? You don't talk bad about fucking George Washington, you piece of shit. Be careful, you. (laughs) Listen, he may have owned slaves and he may have done some bad shit, but (laughs) he freed us. So I guess he gets a pass on that. No, 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 no. Maybe. There's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of tension going on. Washington, a lot of issues in this country. A lot of tension, especially this pandemic that's been going on still going oh, yeah. on you know luckily people are getting vaccinated but what's going on with the india yeah they are getting wrecked with coronavirus right now it's really rough over there they're on a new variant aren't they they I, well see the issue i mean it really depends on how deep you really want to get into this but i like i back in like january of 2020 you kind of already knew with my even with my very limited microbiology knowledge that this is not going to be something that just it's a one and done kind of thing because it, it spread to too many people when a virus is in somebody you have hundreds of millions if not billions of copies tens of billions of copies 
of this virus floating around in you. And each one of these viral copies, because the virus isn't actually alive, it's in that gray space between is it or is it not alive? I don't think there's a determination yet. Um, it needs living material, living cells to be able to replicate itself. But even when it replicates, it still goes through a process by the copying process, which is subject to mistakes. Um, and those mistakes lead to mutations. You have billions of cells in one person making these copies, you're going to get mutations. Most, most of those mutations die. But multiply those billions of copies, those billions of, of mutations across the now millions of people that have it. This coronavirus, unfortunately, boys, I don't think is going to go away until we find some way to find a vaccine that can actually get all of the different variants or all of the different... Um, so, so the issue with, with like vaccination is that it has to target a specific protein segment on the coronavirus genome to be able to target it. So the vaccine, your body knows that this is that and your body can make the correlation and attack it when it appears again. The issue right. is if, for instance, these variants have a different spike protein. So if you targeted the spike protein, which would be unwise because it's highly likely to mutate because of the way it's structured, um, your vaccine is now not going to be effective against this new mutated spike protein. Okay, so try to look for a section of the virus that isn't replicatable or something that doesn't change too much. Well, that's kind of fucking hard because everything in the virus changes. Again, hundreds of billions of copies, mistakes happen, right? So how do you capture one vaccine to capture all of the different mutations that are happening on the world at one time and then distribute it before any other mutations can occur? I the, the 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 no, but the problem with COVID, with COVID was the fact that there were so many countries and so many leaderships that just kind of dropped the ball. Yeah, they just every, everybody. I can think of one. Uh, it's kind of close by. Uh, yeah, it's this one. Yeah, this one didn't really the, have a good response. We didn't have a good response. Uh, the United Kingdom didn't have a good response. Uh, Germany's response, I think, was okay. Um, but there, even Mexico is, uh, which up Mexico and the and South America's response was. I, I honestly don't even think it mattered. I I think that the only response that mattered was China's, and they did not respond in time. No, and honestly, with China, because the the problem is that uh, the Chinese government are very proud and they don't like admitting that they messed up. Yeah, and, and, and I understand wanting to keep it in-house so it's not a big deal. You want to tell everybody that there's a pandemic coming from China. I get that, but it's you don't, you don't mess with... I don't think... I hope now they under, they've learned their lesson that this is not something you mess with, or, or I guess they just do it again. We just you know get well, COVID-28 COVID or something. Well, that's the thing, though, is that it, it, when I say that they, the... the when I say they actually messed up, like China didn't allow scientists from other countries to come over and kind of experiment with the, uh, with the disease, kind of figure it out, try to figure out what, what was going on and come up with some form of formulated plan or response so, for like, it. So when we got hit by it, it very much caught a lot of people off uh, uh, by surprise. It caught a lot of people off, on, by surprise. I, again, because China didn't notify people that it was a thing. There were... Tens of thousands, if not tens of thousands of known cases, if not hundreds of thousands of actual cases, before China said anything to anybody, other country. 
Yeah, and, and that if is. Ever, if you've ever played the game Pandemic, yeah, that's uh, too many like, people. It's uh, that's a that's that, that's a long time. That's, it's a long time when six when about three. I think it's like what six months before like they started actually started yeah. doing anything about it before they started not, telling anybody anything. Yeah, and the fact that you know, because honestly, what. I mean, the only way to really do it was to have shut down their ports, shut down all travel, shut down, and yeah, isolate the Three entire country. Yeah, yeah, isolate the entire country and just try to kind of go, okay, cool, everything's isolated. We're uh, everybody going to quarantine. We, we we try to figure out a test, and anybody who is sick will eventually get over it, and then we'll we'll get past the disease. Vietnam uh, like is still kind of technically in a shutdown. Who? Vietnam. Closed borders. Yes. Yeah, 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 but honestly, they don't want they don't want their people to die. Like, how strange of it is a government but, not wanting their people to die? No, but I, I and I get yeah. that. And unfortunately, when you have idiots who are saying, you know, why don't you inject bleach into your fucking body, or yeah. Uh, yeah. or or you know, uh, oh yeah, masks don't help, or you know, there's there's just so many things that were just said that were that put misinformation and people didn't respond well because they're either bigots or they're morons and they they followed somebody they followed their orange god down a rabbit hole that a lot of them couldn't come down orange is us something we're gonna have to probably talk about that we're definitely going to talk about at some point during this podcast is not this one but some part during our podcasting is is how americans FBI Wait. knocking on your door? I'm sure what that is. Oh, hopefully, hopefully I, gave, I gave him the right address. Are you okay there, buddy? <laughs> it's just, there's like a weird honking sound outside. Um, it's the FBI, bro. There is... Yeah, man. They're trying to make sure that your girlfriend gets out safely. We're going to have to talk about <laughs> how the American people stopped expecting and demanding truth um, as opposed to accepting anything that's told to them. When critical thinking died, there's a statistic, and I don't, I'm, it's not, I'm not sure if this statistic is correct number, but it's basically like they gave a bunch of kids a opinion, like a, like is this the factor, is this an opinion statement, or a bunch of people, is this factor, is this opinion statement, and seventy percent of the people that responded couldn't act, couldn't effectively tell the difference between fact and an opinion. And I um, guess the kids did well. <laughs> No, no, it, it was it was all people. I don't think it was. I don't oh, okay. fully remember, but it was basically that we can't tell the difference between a fact and an opinion. If someone tells us something, the, the likelihood is to just believe them that, that it's a fact. But people lie. The problem. That's bullshit. With, no one believes me whenever the fuck I talk. Well, the other problem with that is is the is the growth of social media and the and the growth. Uh, I mean, social media was good because you know you you know the world gets to kind of communicate together. They all get to kind of talk. Oh, but I mean. But, uh, I don't think we have time to get into it this time. I think no, we no, probably no. have to wrap. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, it, it does look like we are running out of time today. Uh, and we're, we're not going to be able to get down. Because I was hoping that we could go down, you know, a lighter. <laughs> yeah, a little bit lighter. Uh, a little bit of a lighter topic before we ended. But it, it does look like we are kind of running out of time today. Um, and everything else. And what we'll, we'll kind of... We'll, we'll cut it for today, and you know we'll we'll continue our thoughts in the chat and everything else. Uh, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, if you guys are watching this on Twitter or anything like that, write in the comments. Let us know what you guys think about our our our, our you know our opinions, everything like that. If you if you're gonna be toxic, then you know 
I guess. Like, yeah, you're, cool. come on by. You know, they, they have an opinion. They, they I don't, deserve to say I don't it. mind I mean, if, a if toxic you be, opinion. I mean, if, if you want to be toxic, you can prove my point. That's fine. Um, but go ahead, you know, comment, comment down below. Make sure to hit the, hit the subscribe button. Make sure to hit that bell as well. Uh, we are starting up our own Facebook channel and also uh, TikTok and uh, Twitter and everything like that. We're going to be setting all that up in the next couple of weeks. So, um, and also, I believe we're going to be doing this every Sunday. Adrian, yep. Probably Andrew? every Sunday. Yeah. Um, oh, as cool. well as an additional podcast from uh, the rest of, maybe not the rest of the group, but another segment of The Boys yeah. um, uh, sometime during the week. Probably talking about video games, anime. Yeah, so and just to be stuff. clear, right? Like this specific Sunday podcast is pretty much just kind of like whatever, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Or is it's not just like politics and no, this is just whatever is on COVID talk because if you got I, some COVID talk, I you know, there was one thing I wish we could have touched on was the uh, the family that got indicted for selling a miracle cure for COVID. Which oh, was pretty really? much uh, there, was so, there, were, there was so there were so many miracles. Bleach, here. and now they're 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 saying that they're being infringed upon as citizens because they're people. They're idiots. <sighs> so I'll, I'll send you the pills. sauce. Yeah, no, it was like a a drink. Oh my god. Yep. Yeah, people are dumb. Miracle um, cure for COVID. It's bleach. Yeah. Um. So. Once again, follow us on Instagram. It's not bleach. Don't Twitter. drink bleach. Bleach will kill you if you drink it. You will die. You <laughs> will again, die. A painful go, death. Go, don't drink bleach. Make sure to get vaccinated. Uh, Andrew, where can the people find you if they want to get a hold of you and you know talk shit? Uh, they can talk shit to me at uh, Andrew76DC135 on Twitch, Instagram. Uh, that's everything. Snapchat. Sure, whatever. Find me. I mean, Adrian, I know that you don't have social media, but if people want to email you, can they just do it to your personal email and just... Uh, no, I don't have social media. <laughs> I don't like talking to people unannounced. If you want, you can leave a message in chat. So put your home address. You can go into the Discord, the which is posted into the um, into the into the chat here. Um, you can also message the "I'm sorry, but" podcast here directly. Maybe in the future there will be other, but I don't social media because I enjoy my happiness. <laughs> And, valid. That's valid. And and once again, I'm Nick Valero. You can find me on Nick Valero, uh, which are on Facebook, Nick Valero. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitch for the Nick Valero. You can also find me on the Waffle Press and also the Keeping Up with the Nerds podcast. Uh, if you like what you saw here or anything like that, you want to go ahead and watch more. Go ahead and click the bottom, and you'll find more. And you'll find more videos. If we don't have any videos up, then I'm, I'm apologizing. We we, we don't have any videos up. It's a pilot. It's it's a pilot. Right. So hopefully we videos coming soon. Yeah, videos will be coming soon. But uh, yeah, hope to see you guys next time. On that, see you later. Thanks for stopping by, guys. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a good night. See you guys next time. We'll fist fight after this. Uh, Yes. Off.